All right. Is this Adam Sandler? Does that offend you very much? No. Okay. That's the Kings of Leon. It's old Kings of Leon, so I'm sure you don't recognize it. Is that Sex is on Fire, Kings of Leon? No, that's even before Sex on Fire. I like that song. That's Aha Shake Heartbreak, Kings of Leon. Like, if my pinky is stiff from too many cocktails, Sex on Fire is, is getting played. I like that. I don't know what any of that means, but I'm bowing out. You've never had a glass of wine? Maybe you had too many and the pinky gets a little hard? Your pinky on your hand? That's all I'm saying. Why do you bow out? What a coward's way. I'm the coward mm-hmm. because I you don't. bow out, but you want to bow in now? You a bower in or you a bow outer? Definitely a bow outer. Okay. I'm, you know me. I'm, a, I, I'm apparently a coward. So big of a coward that I was willing to make an on-air bet with you that you turned down. But, okay. you know, I. That's, I guess, what really courageous people do. Right, yeah. I did think it was funny, though, for all of the people who want a small peek behind the curtain. Yeah. That uh, when you came in here and Lucas was like, oh, man, are you guys okay? Like, really? No, we're not actually fighting. Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I have nothing but love for Jed Marshall. That's I don't real. like you much, but I, I appreciate know. that you like me. I appreciate it. I got you know, I got to be a lot better than what you came from. Uh, that's that's unnecessary. That's 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 not fair. Um, it is. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, NFL playoff coverage is brought to you by uh, Twin Peaks, Each Drinks, uh, Scenic Views. Thanks for joining the After Hours. Last hour, Jed. We're almost out of here. Um, and then it's Friday night, uh, Friday Night Vibes. But again, tomorrow, 10 to noon, I'll be here uh, talking Chiefs, Jags, getting you set up. Josh Klingler will join the show at 11.15. The sideline reporter, also co-host of Fesco in the morning. Um, somebody on the text line, t- <laughs> Tech's making the Big 12 tur- or Tech's making the tournament because they play in the Big 12. The committee loves them. Big 12 basketball. Started wanting to make this bet. The Texas Tech makes the tournament. I, I, I know. I know. Bow in. Come on. <laughs> I'm kidding. You want the bait? You want the bait? Come get it. Come get it. Uh, but Chiefs Jags tomorrow at 3.30, the game that you've been waiting all week for, even though I feel like this week has like flown by. Uh, I, I think I feel like I say that a lot. But again, when it comes to the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes is the old man, right? Patrick Mahomes is 27 years old. He's so ancient. No, he's just been doing good things for a long time. Makes him seem like he's older than he really is. He's 27 years old. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, they're both 26. Trevor Lawrence, 23. Justin Herbert was in the playoffs, 24. Uh, Lamar Jackson wasn't in the playoffs, uh, but he was 26. And Tua wasn't in the playoffs. He was 24. You could say they they didn't play in the playoffs, okay? Tyler Huntley, 24. Skyler Thompson, 25. I'm not going to do that to Sky Thompson. Local kid, good dude. Fort Osage, know the school. Not going to do anything about that. But Patrick Mahomes, 27 years old. Nonetheless, Allen, 26. Burrow, 26. Trevor Lawrence, 23. Um, Let's talk about those guys real quick. Because I'll say this. Patrick Mahomes might be 27. But at 24... Or let's go back. Let's go to 23. At the age of 23, Patrick Mahomes had already played in an AFC championship game. He had won the MVP that year, and he also won Offensive Player of the Year. He swept the awards. That was the 50 and 5,000. And he was 23. When he was 24 years old, he won his first Super Bowl and his Super Bowl MVP. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, you're 26. What are you doing with your career? Come on. Get it together. You want to be like this old guy who by the time he was 24 won a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP? Get it together. By the time he was 25 years old, he had been to his second Super Bowl. 
and he had already racked up two AFC titles. That's more than Burrow and Allen combined. In fact, that's more than Burrow, Allen, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson. Anyways, all of them combined. By the time he was 26, he had won his fourth, or he had been to his fourth consecutive AFC championship game. He has yet to travel in the playoffs at the age of 26, except for the Super Bowl. And by the time he's 27, the old man that he is, I really, Jed, I don't know if you've read this book. I really want to do like an old man in the sea reference here, but it didn't make sense because there's no like dead fish on the side of the boat that's being eaten by sharks. Uh, If you haven't read that book, uh, Ernest Hemingway, fantastic. Um, Book snob. Uh, Anyways, but 27, he's going to have his second MVP award. He is going to play um, quite possibly in his fifth consecutive AFC championship game. Wouldn't have to travel, except the NFL puked all over themselves. Didn't realize they had rules already written, so they read anyways. Um, And in his 27th year of birth, he set a record for the most total yards from scrimmage in the NFL's history, passing Drew Brees' record. Combined MVPs for the other quarterbacks in the league. You know what? Here, I'll, I'll give you one. I'll give you Lamar Jackson. Combined with all the other quarterbacks, Burrow, Allen, Herbert, Lawrence, combined MVPs, and I'm giving you Lamar Jackson, one. Patrick Mahomes is about to have two. Patrick Mahomes has won his conference five consecutive years in a row. None of the other guys have done that. And you could say, well, Dusty, he's got a full year on the others. He sat his rookie year. He didn't even play when he was in his first year in the league. The car sat in the garage. Got tuned up every day. Every day, Andy Reid went in there and was like, man, one day, one day soon. Combined Super Bowl wins for the rest of the other guys, zero. 27 might be old, but 27 is accomplished. And it's way more accomplished than any of the other quarterbacks combined. Yes, Joe Burrow's the closest thing. He's won one AFC championship game. He's been to one Super Bowl. And that's it. That's it. And in fact, Mahomes in the playoffs, these so long four years that he's played in the playoffs, you know, since he's been in the league so long. No, he's just always in the playoffs and he always goes to the AFC Championship game. He's played 11 games. 66.2 completion percentage. 3,381 are passing yard numbers. So 3,381s for those that don't speak robot. 28 passing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns. He has a passer rating of 105.7, and he has 323 rushing yards, seven interceptions. That was very messy. 28 touchdown passes, seven interceptions, 323 rushing yards for five touchdowns. His passer rating is 105.7, in 11 games in the playoffs, and he's damn near thrown for 4,000 yards in 11 games. He's 619 yards shy of throwing for 4,000 yards in the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes' first five years in the league are better than anybody else's. You can be 26, 25, 24, 23. Patrick Mahomes already accomplished more than you, and now you're going to play Patrick Mahomes in the divisional round where he's never lost, where he's thrown nine touchdowns and zero interceptions, 
Again, he's 27. I know, he's old. And the history goes. Colts 31-13, beat him. Andrew Luck, retired. Texans 51-31. They were down 24-0, 51-7 run. Deshaun Watson, creep. Browns 22-17, had to come out of the game, was all concussed, had a little bit of a hiccup there. Henny Given Sunday, finishes it off. And then last year, 13-second game. So at one point, he was down 24-0 in a game, still never threw an interception, won the game. And in another one, they were down with 13 seconds left by three. So he might be, he might be 27. He might be the oldest quarterback in the AFC picture, but he's better than all of you, and you know it. And just honestly cannot wait until that man turns 30. Coming back, something Ryan Green said had me thinking about this the entire show. I want to get back to it. What he said with Carrington and Rob on the drive. All that next on After Hours with Jed Marshall and Dusty Like. Six Inch Sports Trade and our playoff coverage is brought to you by Metro Ford. View inventory online at kcmetroford.com. Just ran across this on the Twitter sphere. Uh, Cowboys versus 49ers ticket prices. The variation is crazy. Uh, 405 was the cheapest ticket. $405 cheapest ticket. Uh, the most expensive ticket was 18 grand. <laughs> uh, I'd never pay 18 grand to go to a football game ever. 18 grand. I mean, obviously that's going to be one of those tickets. It's like on the field and probably like comes with a bunch of like, uh, special pregame stuff. What do you think? Who knows? Um, there also is a documentary on Netflix called the exact, I don't know the price is right. It's, it's a price is right documentary. We talked about like favorite video, uh, uh, games. There's this guy who watched so many episodes of the price is right that he had every single price like memorized almost to the scent. And he, uh, he gets selected and just burns through everything and gets like knocks it down and he would continue to go. And it was, it's kind of crazy. This doesn't ruin anything, but like he would be in the crowd and he would shout out what his guess was. And, you know, sometimes people are like, eh, you don't know anything. And then sometimes we're like, okay, I'm going to take that guy's advice. 3381. And it'd be like 3385. So like you didn't go over, which is the number one rule of prices, right? And Bob Barker would even like start to recognize the guy and start calling him out. By the way, is Bob Barker still alive? I don't know. <laughs> no, he is not. He's long gone. Well, I don't know if he's long gone, but he is deceased. He is dead? About 96% sure. Okay. It's like I was telling people earlier. If you say just about anything with confidence, though, people will buy it. It doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong. Let's take a look here on this fact machine, a.k.a. interwebs. Yeah, Bob Barker is dead. Nailed it. See, first try. When did he die? Um, 2021. Yes. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. 96 years old. Hmm. How old? He was 99. Ooh. Just shy of a hundo? At least Betty White got there. R.I.P. to Betty. She hit 100 and then I think died like the next day. Anyways. I don't know if I want to make it that far in life. I mean, not like I'm on the best track right now with the cig smoking and so forth. <laughs> but I really, what's my quality of life going to be at that point? Yeah, I mean, if you're pooing yourself, I'm out. I don't want to do that. No chance. I mean, there might be kids in the car, Dusty. Is that too offensive? I don't think it's offensive, but it's eye-opening. Or maybe the two dots connect and they're like, Grandpa. I don't know. Is that dark? 
No, you're shaking your head in disgust. Ryan Green on the drive said this. But uh, if the Kansas City fans listening think that this is a Jaguar team that they think they're going to walk over, I would pump the brakes a little bit on that because this is a team that in the last two months beat a healthy Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, beat a healthy Dak Prescott in Dallas, and just knocked off Justin Herbert and the Chargers. So, like I said, they do have a lot of confidence coming into this matchup. So, I think he's great at what he says to kind of humble the Jags and the Chiefs game. I think the Jaguars are a better team than some may think. Um, I think that there's also the consideration that the intensity level changes from game to game in the playoffs. Now that goes without saying the round last week wasn't as intensified as the round will be this week. As you go along and you go further and further and further, um, it seems to be a little egregious to say that you're going to walk all over a team that's made it to the divisional round. Now, I believe, was it last year? Outside of the Chiefs-Bills game and the divisional game, every game ended with a three-point win. Like, I'm pretty sure that, like, San Francisco won by three. I'm pretty sure the Rams won by three. If that's who played in the divisional round, they might have played each other. But everybody won by three. Cincinnati wins by three. Then they come. They beat uh, the Tennessee Titans, came to Kansas City. Um, but I know that, like, almost every game on, on the divisional round ended with a three-point victory. I also think that I don't believe that most intelligent Chiefs fans think that the Chiefs are just going to go in there with, we're going to crush this team overall. I think that there's confidence, but I think there's also, like, an egregious confidence. I don't think most Chiefs fans are going into this game like Vegas and thinking, oh, the over of 53 and a half and the Chiefs win by 10 is going to happen. I think the Chiefs do win by nine, but I don't think they win by nine more or like much more than nine. I don't think the Chiefs go into this game and think, okay, this team is who they are. They've gotten here by luck. No, Jacksonville's a good team. They have a good quarterback and they have a gambling good head coach. He's won a Super Bowl. Their head coach has as many Super Bowl rings as your head coach. Their head coach knows exactly where and how this guy likes to coach football on the opposite sides. So I think this game is a Chiefs comfortable win. I just don't think the Chiefs go out there and blow them out. Now, again, the last time they played, they started off the game with an onside kick. The Chiefs still won that game 27-17. In fact, it was 20-10 to with 2 minutes and 36 seconds left. But if you think the Jags have a chance to win, and Carrington always does a good job of this, and this was Ryan Green, um, who joined Carrington and Rob on the drive yesterday. And he's, you know, he said some things that I thought was interesting. So I wanted to bring it back up, but again, it's um, interesting to look at. There is a actual way that the Jacksonville Jaguars could win. Again, this is host of hacker after dark Ryan green of 1010 XL in Jacksonville. He had this to say when Carrington asked him if Jags win, if the Jaguars win, it's not rocket science. The chiefs have lost three games this year to Indianapolis, to Buffalo, and to Cincinnati. And in all three games, the team that beat Kansas City ran the ball. In the Colts case, they didn't run the ball for a lot, but they ran the ball uh, a quantity of times to take time off the clock. So Jacksonville has to run the ball. Jacksonville has to keep Mahomes on the sideline. And Trevor Lawrence has to play the way he's capable of playing. And if those things happen... Jacksonville does have a puncher's chance. When the Chiefs lost to the Colts, it was a parlay of things that had to happen. Your superstar had to drop a touchdown. Your defensive superstar had to get called for an 
unintentional, I don't know what you want to call that. Something stupid he said, according to the ref, roughing the passer had to be called, and he had to muff a punt. And the thing that happened in that situation, the Indianapolis Colts won. You had Matt Ryan sacked. The game was in your possession. Chris Jones said just the wrong thing to Matt Ryan at the wrong time. It hit. Travis Kelsey had a touchdown in his hands, dropped it. Sky Moore, we all remember that game. Two muffed punts. Momentum shifted very quick. Chiefs lost that game. Sounds similar to what Jacksonville has to have, according to Ryan Green, if the Jacksonville Jaguars want a chance at winning this game. Trevor Lawrence cannot throw any interceptions. Their defense has to show up, and their defense is a little bit worse than the Chiefs. They're like in the high 20s to low, low, low teens, like 19, 20, 18, 23 when it comes to numbers. Jacksonville's got to play a perfect game to win the game. They've got to play a perfect game. And last time they didn't play a perfect game, and he explains what happened in that last game. And in that game, Riley Patterson, the field goal kicker here, who's been automatic basically all year, missed two field goals. It was clearly his worst game. Christian Kirk had him hit right in the breadbasket inside the 10-yard line. He dropped it. It would have been a goal-to-go situation. The Jaguars did an onside kick at the beginning of the game, didn't do anything with it, forced Kansas City into three turnovers, didn't take advantage of that, and had a touchdown called back because an illegal lineman downfield. Now, I know that's a lot of ifs and a lot of things happen, but the Jaguars did not do themselves any favors. You're not going to beat Kansas City on perfect days, much less uh, on non-perfect days. So Jacksonville has to play a lot better. But I do think that this is a much better team, a much more disciplined team, not committing as many penalties, not dropping the ball as more, making their field goals. And if they do that on Saturday, I do give them a puncher's chance because there is something to be said about momentum. And coming from 27-10 down to beat Dallas, coming from 10 down in the AFC South title game to beat Tennessee, and then last week obviously coming from 27 nothing down to beat the Chargers, there is a lot of belief in this locker room, in this city, that something kind of special at least has been going on to this point, and we'll see if they can carry that on the road with them on Saturday. Got to need something special. Got to play a perfect game. Can't make any mistakes. I guess that goes hand in hand with got to play a perfect game. Jed, you are the worst. I don't know if that's accurate. You killed Bob Barker before he was dead. Well, I didn't kill him. You did. You said he was dead. You said you sure. even looked up on the internet and said he died at 99. I was trying to do a quick Google search, and what I saw was actually that his spouse had passed away. Mm. Reading before you speak. Uh, speaking before you read. Bob yep. Barker is alive, you dopes. Let's not name call, okay? Can we just be kind? You name call all the time. Not texters, the people I don't know. Bob Barker's alive, you dopes. I think we need an apology from the from the 563. I'll admit to being um, a dope. I'll accept that. I won't. Uh, he was trending on Twitter yesterday for being alive still. He will be 100 next December from the 816. Betty White died less than three weeks before hitting 100. That's my fault. Uh, Barker is alive. He's alive. And somebody wants to hear some Tom Petty. Um, that's not my call. That's Jed. He's the, he's the one that controls that. Uh, he talked about the last game. I want to go in a little bit more depth of the last game with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Kansas City Chiefs. Plus, I thought Shannon Sharp uh, said something that convinced me enough that he's 100% a Chiefs fan. All that next on After Hours. Trucking. Knew it. Oh, it's not. 
Sound a lot like trucking. It did not. It, did, so it sounds nothing like trucking. The introduction did. Don't even know what to make of you anymore. I mean, now it's just Red Hot Chili Peppers, most overrated band of all time. Wow. Yep. Take it or leave it. Not an Anthony Kiedis fan. Also, they did not play their actual instruments in the Super Bowl. So, the hell with them. We talked about that. Little John's probably not going to be singing on the field tomorrow. Are you going to tell me that Little John is the most overrated performer of all time? Lil. L-I-L. I'll take, I, I fall on the grenade for that one. I called yep. him Little. Yep. It's it is Lil. Yeah, Lil. It's a little bit like saying Louisville. You can't actually Lowell. say yeah. the city. You have to just go Lowell. Louisville. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we talked about this a little bit earlier tonight, and somebody dropped the ball on the on the halftime performance. They said, hey, man, Steve, y- you got flyover, and we know that the flyover tomorrow is going to be gnarly. You're going to have every man pounding his chest six Miller lights deep, hopefully more. Maybe you got a little bit of nice whiskey you're bringing out, a little bourbon you're bringing out, maybe bring out a little special reserve, maybe a 107 Weller antique. Maybe you bring out the little blend. Maybe you're bringing out the horse. Maybe you're bringing out the, you know, Maybe you're bringing out the Weller 12. If you are, it's a little. that's a little much. Wait till the AFC Championship game. How wild is this day going to get if you're breaking out the horse? Well, I mean, if you're bringing out the Blantons, man, that's what the horse means. Oh, I see. Yeah. They're different. Horse has a different connotation as yeah. well. Yeah. When you, when you bring out the horse, that means you're bringing out the Blantons, which that's a nice bottle. Hard to find. Your boy's got three of them. Um but, yeah, I think that somebody dropped the ball. Somebody had to have had halftime presentation because Drum Honoree, Will Shields, nailed it. Flyover, definitely going to be some sort of awesome plane. Somebody's parachuting from the sky, going to plant two feet in the middle of the, uh, the, middle of the field, going to nail it. Pre-game, whoever's doing the national anthem, going to nail it. Hopefully it's Martina McBride. Great, great-looking lady. Fantastic eyes. Crystal blue. Independence Day is one of the best songs she's ever sang. I know you don't know it. I know. And then you got to halftime. And they said, all right, who we got for halftime? The game's next week. And here's, here's Jason. And he said, well, I don't really have anybody, but my buddy's friends with Lil John. We could get him. What songs does he sing? We don't really know, but he can really hype a crowd. And you got to think to yourself, Kansas City, Jacksonville, 3.30 start. Halftime's probably what, Jed? Five? Yeah, come on. Just feed them. Feed the people. I saw your head nod. You, you could probably DJ. So this is Lil John right here? This is Lil John. Okay. What you going to do instrumental. I wanted to make ah. sure that I picked the instrumental. You can type clean. Nah. I, you can type clean. I don't really trust that even on uh, YouTube, so I normally go with instrumental. So that's this why. is this is what's getting bumped at halftime. Oh, it's, why absolutely. do I feel like Tom Cruise from uh, Tropic Thunder? Never seen that either. Have I you? have seen that movie. <laughs> and in spite of the lifestyle I choose to lead, I don't find that movie very funny. Okay. Well, that really killed the room. Not really. Yeah. And I can make the room happy, dude. 23 minutes. I mean, you could just, you could just keep, I mean, you got little John at halftime.
This guy sucks. <laughs> I don't know about that. Listen to this, dude. This what you going to do? Not get jacked. But I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what, bruh. If you are half cocked, half time, it probably won't matter who's playing. Because you know about 40,000 of those people, when that flyover happens, they're chugging. And you know that parking lot, I promise you right now, you can check it off, dude. Matt McMullen or James Palmer is going to put a tweet out at 7 a.m. And the tweet is going to say this. This game doesn't kick off for another seven hours, and this is the line outside the stadium. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I'm always a little bit blown away when we see those tweets because uh-huh. because this is a new phenomenon. No. That's gone on. <laughs> Every week we need to put out the tweet. No. Like, I hope that someone is caught going into that stadium, just Lil John, L-I-L. You don't think anybody will be blasting no. Lil John on the way? I think you'll hear a lot of Morgan Wallen. I, I think you'll hear a lot of, of, of maybe, like, Chris Stapleton. Oh, there will be some Def Lep being played out there. There's going to be a lot of Stones being played. You got to love the Stones, though. I do love them. Do we agree on that? I like the Rolling Stones a love lot. Love the Rolling Stones. Best song? Wild Horses. Or Beast of Burden. No. Yeah. You probably love Start Me Up. You're, you're just a hits guy. You yeah, you know hits. me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we did get an apology. Sorry for calling you guys dopes. I will do better. Thank you. They don't need a name call. You know, Jed likes to. Jed's, hey, Jed's the guy that killed off Bob Barker before he even died. I didn't kill him. You I... said he was dead. You said, I'm going to check the interweb. He's dead. 99. That's what you said. Right. But it's as recorded. I mentioned, as long as you say something with confidence, it yeah. doesn't matter whether factually correct or not. People will believe it. So, therefore, the people went. They were like, wait, I don't believe that. Didn't you just say you're trying to live a life? In a, never mind. Um, NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks. Each drinks scenic views. Last time the Chiefs and the Jags played, it was 27-17. to 17. In fact, the 660 says Chiefs won by 10. The last time they had negative three turnover differential. Come on, Jacksonville radio host. We can play the what-if game, too. I think we should play the what-if game right now, 660. Thanks for reading my uh, my show rundown. I appreciate that. But let's play the what-if game. What if the Chiefs show up like they did against the Vegas Raiders? This game is a blowout. If you get 10 points off of two turnovers, the Chiefs will absolutely smoke you to the house. 100%. The problem that I have, though, is that it did take the last week of the season for the Chiefs to really do that. Like, the Chiefs started the season off against the Arizona Cardinals and smoked them. Smoked Tampa Bay. Smoked San Francisco. Which, by the way, that is going to be the Super Bowl rematch. I hope you know. I will put my money on it right now that the the NFL Super Bowl this year will be San Francisco, Kansas City. What is that? That disappoints you? That's not such a... A huge take to have? No, I think it's fine. I just find it ironic that you're willing to make that bet, but other bets that you were so certain of, you're not willing to bet on. But, uh, what, the Texas Tech will be in the, the March Madness tournament? Yes. Isn't there like 96 teams that get in now? I think that there's 68. I believe it's 96. Um, Maybe I'll check the internet. Who knows? I wrong. may or may not bring something back factually. Somebody says Ludacris was the correct Al- uh, Atlanta rapper to pick, not Lil John, Dude, anybody... But Lil John, I think um, that yeah, he's way far down the Atlanta rappers. What Jermaine Dupri, Outcast, 
Sure. I mean, if you could have gotten outcast, I might have gotten a ticket. I might have bought a ticket. Just T.I. even? I mean, I'd take some T.I. He might be in a little bit of trouble. I know he was a few years ago. Guns, man. Can't I do it. I didn't want to bring up why. Well, that's why. You wanted to bring up why Bob Barker was dead and he's still alive. I didn't. You prodded me into that. I didn't. I had nothing to do I with talking a, about Bob Barker. To give you a peek behind my friend circle, I have a really bad problem. So my buddy Paul, he owns Red Door Wine Store. Free plug. Um, it's his birthday this weekend, too, so happy birthday to, to Paul Westfall. Um, he always seems to Snapchat my show when I'm talking absolutely nothing about football. And yet here I am talking nothing about football, and I've got a Snapchat from him, of course. But anyways, last time the Chiefs played the Jags, uh, it was the Kadarius-Tony game, right? It was the game that everyone had wondered what Kadarius-Tony was going to do. Chiefs got a new gadget weapon. If this guy can be healthy and can be exactly what he was, a first-round pick by the Giants, the Chiefs might have found a diamond in the rough. They had been looking for that guy that could kind of stretch the defense vertically. The defense was kind of playing a little sag, you know, a little playing. They dare you to do this. And Kadarius-Tony's moves and his speed completely changed the dynamic of that game, no matter how you want to look at it. The game was 20-0 to zero at one point, 20-7 to seven at half. Jags made it 20 to 10 at the start of the second half. And then it was just basically 20 to 10 the rest of the game until the Chiefs made it 27 10. Final score 27 17. But again, the rest of either this game, quite simple. Keep it clean. Keep the turnovers on the way that they need to be on your side and get points off turnovers. Because the reason you lost those three games by a combined total of 10 points was because of turnovers. Literally, you lost those games because of, ter- of you lost three games by a total of 10 points. Cincinnati, the game that you lost, Travis Kelsey was stripped. They scored basically the game-winning touchdown. Sky Moore muffs a fumble, touchdown. You lost by three, and then you lost by four. Three, three, four. Those are your three total losses, total combined points. Keep it clean. And just bring the defense to the game. Let Chris Jones dominate. Get that first sack, Chris Jones. Close the game out. Keep pressure on the outside with the corners with the Jerry Sneed shadowing, which is the new Spags way to do it. And let Trip McDuffie continue to be the splash in the pan that his Brett Veach finding those first-round picks. And, oh, by the way, let George Karloftis eat. Jed, it's your favorite time of the show. It's the last segment. we got to wrap this thing up, say goodbye, and good night to Kansas City here on After Hours. T.I. was not guns. (laughs) Much more severe. I'll let anybody look that up. My buddy Paul sent me the actual uh, text. Uh, You can look it up yourself. Uh, But again, our playoff coverage here on 610. Thanks for joining us all night tonight. It is brought to you by Metro Ford. View our inventory online at kcmetroford.com. Dusty Likens, Jed Marshall with you as well. Been fun tonight, Jed. Had a good time. Stunting like my daddy. He had to play the instrumental there too. I did. Young Money, man. Shout out. Cash money, but either way. I thought Young Money was who, like, had all that. No, it's Cash Money Millionaires. Baby, a.k.a. Baby Gangster. Birdman. Mm. Lil Wayne. Yep. Lil Wayne created Young Money, though, right? Like, he became his own label, and then he just started signing everybody. Uh, I don't have enough information on that, so I'm, I'm not just going to speak confidently and give false information that may or may not be true. 
But if you say it with confidence. I know, but I'm not, this <laughs> time I'm not confident. At least with Bob Barker, I had a, like I, I am said. I'm confident because Lil Wayne's, all of his songs start off with Young Moolah, baby. Because he signed Drake, Nicki Minaj, Travis Barker. I'm pretty sure like a bunch of those dudes. It was random, dude. Like a bunch of random people. Like you could at one point just look at Young Money and look at who they signed. It was just, uh, it was like my music playlist. So you had Bruce Springsteen in the yeah. E Street Band. And then there's Fleetwood like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, and then there's like then Drake. Ron. Yeah, Drake. Future. Kendrick. No, none of those guys would do that. Um, somebody said, What you got against Shots and Yeah? And all this fun songs. Not my cup, but he's fine. They're sing alongs for the crowd, derp. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're not sing alongs. Neil Diamond is a sing along for the crowd. Lil John. At a Chiefs Jags divisional game, it's not a sing along. Stop it. Dan and KCK says, Hi, Dusty. Chiefs by three touchdowns. Hi, Dan. I hope you're right. That makes Sunday's show go a lot better. That makes the Red Reaction show go a lot. Well, losses are catastrophic in this town, and depending on your, your view of good or bad, um, but I like to, to keep this going. Right, I'm not ready to talk a role as Chapman and Kansas City Royals yet. Um, I'm not ready to talk this lineup that has been non-tinkered with. I could. I like me some Royals talk, but I ain't ready for it yet, Jack. I'm still ready for Chiefs talk. But it's been a fun show. Thanks to Jay Binkley, who joins us every night at 6.30. Always fun to talk to him. Um... Thanks to Jed for letting me know that Bob Barker's still alive. I appreciate that. I hate killing people off. Hate that. I And I didn't say it. I didn't say he was dead. You did. But you said it with confidence, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah. How much money do you have in your account? 40 grand? Do you really? No, but you believe me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Just don't ask me to pay for something that's, you know, a $40,000 tab. That's wild that he's still there. I could have sworn. I'm like you, man. Like, you were like, you said 96% sure. Lucas mentioned that in 2017, I guess he was involved with something where he fell and hit his head. Mm, So maybe that's what I was thinking about. But then again, that's been six years. You would have think or thought that I I would have a better recollection. But then again, without him being on prices right, Mm. I just don't feel like he's in the limelight nearly as much. I just found out, uh, I'm pretty sure Chingy is dead, you know, I don't know, uh, Jaquan, everyone in the club getting tips, that's, that's, I'm just thinking of halftime performers that we could just pull from our hat like the, the, the team did that put this whole thing together. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, man, I can't say this enough, pregame's going to be electric, you got wheel shields with the drum, you, you didn't get it wrong, you got jets flying over, parachuters landing at the, at the middle of the field, and then you got a crunk cup. Like, do they perform where the drum is? Is that right? Then, like, I'd almost be more respected to have Tech Nine for the 18th time perform. Yeah, at least that would make sense with the connection to Kansas like, City. Like, how do you think Tech Nine feels? Like, Tech Nine is more relevant than than Lil John right now. Would you think? I would, but I also like Tech Nine yeah. and his music. By the way, great individual, very nice. Yeah, he is a nice man. I've met him three times. Very respectful. He resides in Lee Summit. Oh, I. Didn't know if we were going to give that out. Or where you live, Dusty. Lee Summit. Mayor of. I wish. The mayor is actually Bill Baird. Big Big Christmas guy. 
I know. We, we talked about how you're going to light the uh, tree next next Christmas season. No, I'm going to light the tree tonight. <laughs> I see what you did there. You no. were implying something else. Yeah, no, I would. That would be one of my biggest bucket lists that I could possibly have. It's just to have a tree lighting ceremony involve me. Like Ryan Lefevre did it. I think putting yourself on the same level as Ryan Lefevre is a little bit out of turn on your end. But, yeah, it's you a, know, it's a little wrong. He's a great dude. You're Dusty Likens. People like him. You're mm-hmm. Dusty Likens. He's successful. I have like in my last name. You're Dusty Likens. Yeah. Somebody said I was the Ryan Fitzpatrick of 6'10". <laughs> Just because you have good beard game? No, nah, they say career-long backup, but gets to start every once in a while. <laughs> Puts up big numbers every once and again. Also might cost you a game, but yeah. nevertheless, yeah. ready to go when called on. Seems to be doing well now. Um, again, Dusty Leggett's with you. Thanks to everybody that joined in on the show. Thanks for all the texts. Thanks for all the calls. Shout out to Jay Binkley. Thanks again for your Friday night's uh, 6.30 joining time. We'll do it again tomorrow. But tomorrow will be from 10 to noon, so tune in. Josh Klingler at 11.15. I'll talk all Chiefs Jags. We'll get a little bit into Trevor Lawrence. Here we go. Tech 9 doesn't live in Lee Summit. Tonight. Don't call people dopes. Don't call people mean. Don't call people stupid. Just go out there and be nice to somebody because this world sucks already. Go make it a little bit nicer. Thanks, everybody that joined. Kansas City, good night. Have a good time. Take care. Go be nice to somebody. Talk to you tomorrow.